Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Oz has re, I want to say here, rearranged, reorganized the studio here. She is right, she's going to sit right there. This is awfully, awfully close and personal, Oz, so... Anyway, it is good to be here today. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Also, you can join us on our online community where we're doing more and more things uh, by the day, including doing a online viewing of the 2000 Mules documentary this Thursday night. This Thursday night. If you want to check that out with us, you can go to ConservativeNotBitter.com. And you can get your ticket there. I'd love to see you in uh, in our online community that evening. Again, this Thursday evening. So hope you had a great weekend. And I want to actually today um, say do something a tad bit different, maybe a little bit different. But we were having a, a conversation yesterday. Got to adjust something here that I think got moved in the rearranging. But yesterday after church, I was uh, speaking, had a conversation with someone, a friend there, and we're talking about a lot of things, and a question came up that just kind of spurred a whole lot of, I don't know, ideas, thoughts, things that I wanted to share, things that I think we have, I don't know, some, a lot of things to say about. And anytime I get a question like this, I... And it makes me think, and it kind of lights that fire within me. I try to share that with you because I think if somebody has this question, then other people have this question. And if you don't have this question, I think it is worth exploring and thinking about. And that's what we're going to do today as well as get into some other things in in the news um, that kind of, I guess, illustrate this point. And again, we don't do themes or anything here, but you don't have to look far to find stories that kind of piggyback on the on the topic of the day. And the question was this. The question that was put out there yesterday as, uh, as we were, well, as we were talking after church was this. How did we get here? Now, I don't mean the question wasn't, spoken in the sense of how did humanity end up on planet Earth or anything like that. The question was, given what we had, have or had in this country, um, how did we end up where we are today? How did we end up with so many, such cultural mess, such um, historical distortion how did we end up with so much misunderstanding? Because it wasn't always this way. And I know, I know for many, there's a temptation to, to think of the good old days as the good old days. Um, sometimes our 
memories, I don't know, maybe play a little bit of a trick on us in leading us to conclude that things were better. Now, maybe things were better in certain ways, and they're better in other ways today. Um, but, but there is something, something to, I think, the, the question. This is, how did we end up to the, at this particular point? How did we end up at a point, I'm going to fill in, I'm going to elaborate on this question as we kind of get going here today, how did we get to a point where so many people hate the very idea of America? How did we get to a point where so many people only know about the bad things that Christians, Christian, or well, people or Christians in the name of Christianity have done throughout history? Why do they only know the bad parts of the story and not the remarkably good parts? Of the story, how do we get to a point where so many people outright reject and worse, I would maintain, even mock the truth? Now, as I said off the top, this sort of thing is a conversation and a series of, um, I don't know, thoughts, examples, ideas that really that really lights my fire. And so, I want to talk about this today. And we're gonna we're gonna, as we always do. Uh, insert examples from this weekend's news as we hit the ground running here on this Monday. We're going to go back and we are going to look at examples. Again, we don't do themes here, but it doesn't take very much in the way of reviewing the headlines and reading the news or whatever to find that there's a lot of examples to think of these headlines, these headlines that would not, I just don't think would have been around 30 years ago, right? So here's one. Here's one just as an example of what I'm talking about. Headline here, New York Post. This was over the weekend. I guess this was Saturday that this was actually released, an article written by Patrick Riley, I think is the name. It's small on my computer screen here. Headline... (laughs) All right, buckle up here, because this is going to take... You might even need to diagram this a little bit. Incarcerated transgender woman, Demi Minor, maybe it's Demi, I don't know. Demi Minor, or Demi Minor, impregnates... (laughs) I'm sorry. Impregnates two inmates at New Jersey prison. So... That's the headline. We'll kind of talk about this briefly in a moment. But pulling back out and looking at this from a 30,000-foot viewpoint, how did we get here? How did we get to the point in this country where a headline in a major publication, and I like the New York Post, actually. They're, um, they actually still have journalists over there. Incarcerated transgender woman, Demi. I'm going with Demi. I think that's what it needs to be. Demi Minor impregnates two inmates at at New Jersey prison. So think about the level of wokeness that is, and again, this is not directed at the New York Post. They're simply telling us what has happened. But the level of wokeness in a government, in in this particular case, the state of New York, 
who incarcerates. So, so first we have a transgender woman, which means, oh boy, anytime you start to talk about these things, by the way, that reminds me, did you see the headline of the article, which again could, would fall nicely into this, um, I may have, you know, yesterday when I was putting together my stack of stuff, it, I lost some some articles, and this was one of them. I'm going to find it during the break, though. But there's an example in the Washington Post where I'm trying to think of who wrote the article. I'm drawing a blank on who wrote the article. But anyway, oh, it was a guy from – I can see his face. He's from CNN. Um, that didn't help you because – anyway, he wrote the article that was entitled um, something about – Quit talking about pronouns or something like this. He's a leftist, and this, of course, infuriates the left to hear to hear that sort of language or idea being embraced by a fellow leftist. Um, and so, the Washington Post actually changed the, <laughs> the the headline of the article to take that first part out. I'll get you the specifics after the break, but same sort of thing here. So, transgender woman means biological male. I know that this, especially if you are amongst the more seasoned citizens listening to this program today, some of this stuff, I mean, it is, it is so, it is so far from the way, you know, things were or the way that we talked about things. I mean, this wasn't even, this, this sort of thing was never a story. This sort of thing, if it, I can't even imagine it ever happening given all the stuff that's involved here. Um, so it's, it's a transgender woman is a person who was born biologically as a male who now identifies and is going, well, transgender doesn't mean transsexual. I, the, you know, you you could actually have or not have um, physical surgery or whatever. Um, this particular person, this Demi Minor, apparently did not because the transgender woman who was placed in prison. So think about the series of steps here. So we have biological man says that they identify as a woman. This changes their name or maybe. I, the name is Demi Moore, or Demi, I knew I was going to do that. Demi Minor, that is a total faux pas. Demi Minor, biological male, says they are a woman, so they're transgender woman. Because this person feels like a woman, identifies as a woman, they are allowed to be in the same prison as... Um, as other females. While in said female prison, the transgender woman, who's a biological male, impregnates, not one, impregnates. Right? So, not just has sexual relations with, impregnates two other inmates, biological women, at the New Jersey prison. A lot to absorb there, right? How do we get biological man identifies as a woman, then he's somehow in the prison able to have enough 
um, <laughs> intercourse to impregnate not one, but two other female prisoners at the New Jersey prison. So that is a headline that's enough to boggle the mind in a lot of ways. And the question then, again, going back to our original question, how did we get here, right? How many things had to happen in culture to where, I mean, think about this. We had to, we had to get to a point to where we have accepted enough to a point that gender is a social construct that has nothing to do with biology. It's the same reason why, another headline, uh, Leah Thomas is being, what, recommended or nominated by UPenn as NCAA, i got to make sure I get this right, Woman of the Year, right? NCAA Woman of the Year. Leah Thomas, transgender female, biological male, was a swimmer first against males and was getting, I mean, was in the top, I forget the number, 300 and something, I think, was his ranking. Then becomes, this individual becomes Leah Thomas, identifies as a woman, competes against women, although biological male, and wins all these events, sets records and all this sort of stuff. Now, University University of Pennsylvania, right? Supposedly, one of these bastions of higher education and just, you know, a place where we have really smart people who are moving the needle forward when it comes to, uh, you know, modern intellectualism. They've now nominated Leah Thomas, biological man, transgender woman, for NCAA Woman of the Year. How did we get here? The level of things that had to be accepted? I don't want to I don't even think that's the right word, but that had to happen. Things that had to be forced upon us, things that the elites or the people who control the narrative have simply turned into the common vernacular today even though a lot of folks resist accepting these things, this is how it's talked about by uh, people who are involved in advancing the narrative and you know discussing these things on a, on a large scale in the media and so forth. So those, just those two or three headlines, how did we get here, right? How did we get to the point where these headlines, forget about decisions by individual people, right? You're going to have individual inmates who, um, and I'm not justifying, but that are going to do things um, in the prison that is not necessarily good behavior. But how did we get a headline that somehow, these headlines don't exist without a series of things happening culturally. This didn't happen in 1980-something. 1950-something, how did we get here? And that's what I want to explore today. How did we get here? And better yet, how do we get back from here? Is there a getting back from here, back to truth, back to reality, right? Back to where we should be, not where the radical leftists, 
radical, radical, anti-God, radical leftist movement wants to take us today. The side that rejects truth and reality, the side that desires more than anything else to have a relative truth and to not hear about what truth is because, as I maintain, they believe it so strongly inside. They have these, uh, they have these beliefs. Their conscience, I think, convicts them, and they, they can't deal with that in and of itself. And There's not much they can do about that besides changing their mindset. So they say, let's change the external. Let's change the culture, the narrative, the way we talk about these things in such a way so that I'm not forced to hear or listen to things that talk, you know, Issues being discussed in ways of right and wrong, good and bad, truth and falsehood or what have you. Reminds me of the individual uh, that, um, what's the guy's name who did the documentary on what is a woman? Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh asked the professor um, something about what is truth, and he said, what is the truth about what a woman is? And the professor said something like, I'm not comfortable with that line of questioning. I don't like this idea of truth. And that I think that sums up more than anything as to the mentality of those who have driven us here. But how did the rest of us, how did the rest of us come along for this ride? Now, I know that we're not along for the ride and saying we accept it. But how did we not cause the, the train to to derail, I guess, metaphorically. How did it get here? Talk about that today. Do that as the program unfolds. Quick timeout is in order, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So we're, again, talking about how we got here today. When you think about the current state of where things are in this Wonderful nation, and this applies on maybe multiple levels, from economics to the role of government to, you know, the Supreme Court doing its job at overturning Roe versus Wade and somehow that being viewed as virtually an act of war against, uh, against women's rights or what have you. How did we get to this point? Because it, it wasn't always... This way, maybe in some circles, and and maybe and maybe that's it. Maybe it's still just in those same circles, but they have louder, louder microphones. You know that reminds me too. Elon Musk. Elon Musk made the offer for Twitter. Twitter kind of uh, tried to resist it at first. Realized they had no option but to accept it, and then Elon Musk started asking for. Actual numbers of real accounts. Twitter acted like they didn't have those or couldn't provide it or what have you. Um, and then now, where it stands, Elon Musk says, "You know, I'm done with Twitter. We're not we're not buying it because they didn't provide for us an actual count." And so Twitter's taking Elon Musk to court, and Elon Musk tweets out a meme of himself laughing, saying, "Now you're definitely going to end up providing your real number of." users because the court's going to make you through this process and that whole thing's playing out in and of itself but the reason I bring that up is because the comment I just made I said that perhaps they're really it's really the same circles of people uh, percentage wise 
as it's always been, who engage in this stuff, this sort of crazy lunacy here that we've kind of tiptoed into this morning. Um, but maybe they just control the levers of communication, the the microphone or, or the, the the Twitter sphere or what have you. Maybe they have control of that a little bit uh, more than is proportionate to act their actual numbers. And I think that is the, I said this early on, Twitter's biggest fear through this whole thing, I think the left's biggest th- fear with Elon Musk coming in and saying he's going to, you know, make some changes at Twitter, he believes in free speech. Of course, they don't believe in those things. Um, well, when it means that they can silence their political opponents. However, I think their biggest fear is that through this process, Musk is going to reveal, or this process is going to reveal, just how much of a minority they are. How they amplify the voices that proclaim these radical and crazy things, and how they silence or shadow ban or whatever other stuff they're doing to the people who speak truth and common sense and logic and just anything, really. That That's, of course, the, the, the one end is that's what we're shooting for is truth and sense and logic. But even people with a different perspective, those folks are not allowed not allowed to speak. And I think they're afraid. They're afraid of having it known just how few of them there are. Because I believe, you've heard me say on this program before, and I'll say it again, I think 70% of people in this country would agree with 70%. I say at least 70% of the people agree with at least 70% of the things that are being spoken about on this program. And how can't they, by the way? Listening to this program can cause you to lean to the right, science has proven 98% of scientists on record as saying that they agree with that statement. So of course they, um, that's where this is where this is headed. People would agree with this program. But it, even in a larger sense, a larger sense, this country's not as radical left as they would have you believe. But yet here we are, right? Here we are with headlines. Again, I'm going back to the one I referenced first segment incarcerated transgender woman, Demi Minor, impregnates two inmates at New Jersey prison. How do we get there, right? In spite of decisions made by individuals, we had governmental decisions that said biological men who identify as women can now go to a female prison, right? I mean, that in and of itself is a, I mean... A pretty big deal. Whatever you think about the prison system and all, I mean, that's not a discussion of that. Just to act, to, to to read this headline and to fall into the the logic. It's not even logic to fall into the trap of listening to these talking points that would allow for a biological man who identifies as a woman to go to a female prison where he apparently has enough. Uh, relations with other female inmates or with female inmates that allows him to have two pregnant inmates. I, I mean, how do we get there as a culture? Those decisions had to be made by people in in government. The the decisions that allow that situation to be uh, to happen. 
right? And so how did we how did we get here? And I think there's lots of answers to that. One we've kind of hit on, which is the people who advance these radical ideas make it seem that there are more of them than there are of us, people who have sense and logic and realize the collision course, that sort of thinking, puts us on. Like on on the one hand, the idea that someone with male genitalia in a female prison (laughs) impregnated, Oz is shaking her head at me. Well, How else am I supposed to say it, Oz? But the idea that that would happen is not shocking to anyone who understands biology, to anyone who understands, I, I mean, human nature, um, sexual attraction and tension or whatever. Like this is this conclusion, the result should not be surprising. But yet here we are. Here we are. And part of the problem, we are here because part of the problem is that the people with the craziest ideas often have access to the, well, places like Hollywood, places like Twitter and Facebook, places like ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC. The list goes on and on and on. Some of them have been elected to office like AOC, like Cory Bush, like, I mean, I could name a lot. Adam Schiff, Gavin Newsom, who is out there, by the way, saying that Democrats need to be even more vitriolic, more vitriolic here in the upcoming upcoming election, uh, the ep- upcoming campaign, I should say. Tiffany Cross of MSNBC, she apparently knew that America couldn't keep the Republic together all along. She said that on her program, which none of you know what that is, and you're probably better off for not knowing. But that's the point is, how did we get here? Where these things are so antithetical to logic and common sense, in many cases, decency and morality and truth. How? How did we get there? And again, better yet, how do we get back? Back from this place. I have hope that we can. Sometimes I think the way that we get there makes people uncomfortable. Um, But that's a problem for another day. That's not today's problem. (laughs) Um, That's something that we just have to first identify what the problems are, have a desire to get back to a place of truth, and and then gradually move on, you know, work on getting there. These things didn't happen overnight, these cultural shifts and problems and challenges did not happen overnight and neither will the solutions but a timeout's in order my friends sit tight and by the way i should tell you my vast legal team has advised me on numerous occasions to warn you that listening to this program can cause you to lean to the right so be very careful today if you're operating a car other heavy machinery i am obligated to make sure you are well aware of that as you might be headed to work or wherever on this wonderful day. So sit tight, my friends. We'll continue this discussion after the break. Welcome back, my friends. There was also a shooting yesterday, not far from 
Well, again, if you're listening on Freedom 95 here in Indianapolis, um, of course, we have listeners everywhere, but it's not far from where I'm currently broadcasting now. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know, maybe 25 miles or something like that. Anyway, shooting yesterday at the Greenwood Park Mall where three people were killed, two others were injured, and then a civilian... Again, you could say a good guy with the gun shot and killed the um, the shooter, right, Oz? That's what we've gathered from what's what we've read so far. Um, again, but to our topic, or our kind of the overriding theme, or again, we don't do themes, but the question today: How do we get here? How I mean, this? How did we get to the point where this is? Um, you know, there, there's there's hate, uh, so much hate. I mean, in one sense, folks, look, the world is broken. The world is broken, and it has been broken um, for as long as we, as Billy Joel said, we didn't start the fire, right? It's always been burning since the world's been turning. So this is, this is again, unfortunately, the fallen nature of, of humanity. But in another sense... Another sense, these things seem to be maybe in some instances there's more hatred and vitriol. Maybe there's more violence, and so at least in some places, maybe not in others. Um, there's more acceptance of things that are inconsistent with truth, that are not good. And how did we get here? And I think I think there's a lot of things we need to understand. We mentioned the media component. There's also the Hollywood component. I think, look, and I don't I don't talk about how I honestly, if if we were in a game of trivia and you wanted me, maybe if let me say this. If we were in a game of trivia and it was st- uh, strictly a game of trivia, a trivia about pop culture or things happening in Hollywood or something like that. I mean, cultural things I would know something about, but if we're talking about personalities or people in movies and so forth. Literally, I would be the most worthless player in the world. I wouldn't you wouldn't want me. I would be the last guy you should pick on on your team. So I don't have a lot of interest in that. And if you do, that's fine. I'm not that's not the point of me saying this. What I'm saying is I don't talk about this stuff a lot, but there is an amazing amount of power in Hollywood. I mean, it it is where you know movies come from, entertainment comes from. I mean, the music industry is a little bit uh, more, or I guess, less centralized. But if we just throw entertainment, and we're talking about Hollywood as kind of symbolic for that, uh, when you look at that and you think it's not, it's not hard to see how we have gotten to a point to where, where we are today. I mean, ultimately, a lot of people um, have rejected truth, have rejected morality, have either said, I want to use my own version of morality, or maybe a, I guess a spinoff of that is that there is no morality, which of course is a ridiculous thing to say, because in making that particular statement, you are saying that your morality of having no morality is the true morality. But anyhow, let's just say that that's, that's the direction that a conversation goes. It's easy to see 
how that mindset, that that pervasive, again, I would say belief system and worldview that's antithetical to truth, how that has permeated our culture, happens subtly. I think movies and music, movies and music, entertainment in general, when people are being fed a narrative through some sort of a medium that is entertaining to where they take their put their guard down right they're not they're not watching for example when disney comes out again how did we get here how did we get here where disney exec in a meeting which ha- this happened this has been uh released i don't know if who released this it might have been project veritas i can't remember but the video of an exec at Disney who said that was their uh, intention to make 50% of the Disney characters, correct me if I'm wrong, Oz, but 50% of Disney characters, LGBTQIAA+. I think that's the acronym. Anyway, but that's, how do we get there? 50%. And why? Why does that matter? Because, Because if they can get in front of young, impressionable minds that aren't, that aren't aware that they should even be judging what they're being told in the story as being good or bad. They're just engrossed in the story. That is the easiest way to convert people to a particular worldview, to change a worldview, to change a culture. And that happens long enough, consistently enough. You know, you cre- again, you think about these things, you, you destroy an economy to where it's virtually impossible, I don't want to say virtually impossible, very, very, very difficult to have one income. Um, And and so both parents, and again, I'm not saying, don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying, it's not a, just, it. people don't have the option. People don't have the option in many cases where it's a very, very tough option to choose because of, you know, inflation and prices and trying to, you know, have some, some level of whatever lifestyle people want. It's hard for a lot of people to to have many options. And so besides having two people work, which is, again, is fine if that's your decision. I, I, I'm simply saying it's, it's when there's not a, an option for choice uh, or there's barriers that are put there that make it very, very, very difficult. And we, I mean, you know, we, we, we've had these struggles. We, we, I, we walk through this with our, our children. We homeschool, as you know, um, all this. But the point is, you factor that in, and then you get people to rely more on other people that have been indoctrinated by leftists. And I don't mean to terrify parents. Again, I'm not saying all teachers are bad or anything like that. I'm just saying the scenario and the the opportunity is there for there to be an abuse of these things. And we just have to be mindful of it and aware of it and know what's going on. But when these there's these subtle attempts factored in with everything else going on, it sometimes can sneak under the radar. And entertainment is a way that changes changes worldviews, undermines maybe what children are being taught at home by their parents subtly, sometimes without even being noticed. Entertainment and education are critical pieces in this factor of how we got here. As well, I should I should say entertainment. We'll talk about education in a moment, but I have to take a quick break, my friends. Sit tight. Listening to conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in 
just a minute. Come back, my friends. I threw in that feminism is another thing. Radical feminism. Something else that has gotten us to where we are today. I would agree with that. Of course, there's all these other radical ideologies and belief systems and worldviews as well. I think that um, education is another one. And again, I know many of you are teachers. This is not... Just, just like some of you have two working you know, parents. That was what I was saying was not to criticize that. What I'm saying is that a government, a, a government that creates taxation and inflation at such rates where one income cannot sustain a family, it forces families to not even have the choice as to whether or not someone stays home with the kids or whatever. Right? It just it it forces the hand, and if if you make the decision, that's fine. Again, that's your person. I believe in personal decisions. What I don't like is when decisions aren't possible or are very, very hard to make because of what government has done. Um, and the same thing can be said about, about education. I mean, there are some very wonderful teachers, very wonderful administrators in public schools and private schools and homeschools. I consider myself the principal. <laughs> The uh, I don't do too much beyond that. Occasionally having to call one of the students into the office, one in particular, who shall remain nameless. But anyway, I I think that there are obviously good ones, but there's there's obviously bad ones as well. But it's not even the ones that are not good that are a problem. It's the ones who are devious. It's the ones who say this is what we're really here for which is to undermine these things that kids are being taught by their idiot parents. And no, I don't think that you're an idiot parent. I think they think that you're an idiot parent, that I'm an idiot parent. And so that is how, that is the danger of this. And education is another place that the left reigns, especially in higher ed, but in public schools as well. In public schools as well. Sometimes in a very dangerous uh, dangerous way, subtle. Again, keeping things hidden off the agenda. The critical race theory comes to mind, all that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm just running out of time here. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. All right, my friends. About all the time that we have today. But look, I started by talking about most of the program. We talked about what has led to this particular point. What has led to this particular point uh, where these sorts of things have become the norm or they're more common or what have you. And I think ultimately what we really want to know, and it's important to analyze and diagnose those things, but these things can all be fixed. But It's it's hard work. We got to take a deep breath. We got to put, put on our big boy, big girl pants on, whatever, and we have to engage this culture. We have to speak the truth. We have to not be afraid, not be intimidated, and know that there's a lot more people that agree with what you believe and believe this crazy stuff that the left says. I've got to go. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.